Pedersen, oh, it's 1-0 Blues! What a header that is! Christian Pedersen with a bullet header! It's then floated towards the back post, Jukovic in there, Jukovic! Oh, what a header! This man is on red-hot form at St Andrews at the moment. And it goes again towards the towering Zigic. All confusion at Martin, and surely scored the winning goal for Birmingham City! Hello and welcome to a new edition of the Blues Talk podcast where today... Dale Moon and myself, Callum Denning, are joined by one of Blues' most influential midfielders this season. Dan Crowley makes his Blues Talk debut. And also, goalkeeper Lee Camp takes on the not-so-quick-fire questions this week. It's all on the way here on Blues Talk. The Blues Talk podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning. Now, here we are in the uh, podcast studio here at St Andrews Trillion Trophy Stadium on a slightly grey... November afternoon, the winter is drawing in, the yellow ball's about to come out, it's all happening. And the Um, games are coming thick and fast, Cal. Thick and fast, mate. As the cliche goes, they are, mate. And uh, yeah, another one to look forward to this weekend, couple to look back on as well. Lots of talking points, we've got lots to talk about. It's all uh, happened. I left the Welsh capital a very angry, bitter, bitter, unhappy man. I completely agree. I mean, I was here watching it, but I completely empathise with that feeling. We'll talk about why you might have had that, you know, sour note leaving Cardiff in just a moment. But it would be remiss of us not to reflect on Luton, of course, the first game after our last podcast. By the way, this month, what's happened with the fixture schedule is we've got Luton promoted from League One. Then we take on all three relegated <laughs> Premier League teams. Yeah, I'm not too Someone's sure. Someone's playing a cruel practical joke there. So. Yeah, don't matter who we take on though, Cal. Mate, four from six. Uh, sorry, three from six. Match for anyone. I know. I got ahead of myself there about the points we should have had yeah, at Cardiff right. City well, Stadium. But have, yeah. Luton, let's, let's talk let's about talk the Luton. win. Let's go with Luton. Uh, another win. Another home win. St Andrews is the fortress. How the good minute. were we, by the way? Again, we just play some great stuff, don't we? I mean, it's uh, it's becoming. I mean, the boys are making sure that it's the rule, not the exception. We said it Absolutely. earlier. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, produce some really good stuff again. Um, deserve the win. I know. I mean, when you think of the chances we created, Duke's header after a minute, um, three minutes. Yeah. I think it was on the clock uh, from point blank range. Dan uh, Crowley has a chance a minute later. That's an inch wide. Duke have a goal disallowed. Did they have it in the back of the net where they made yes, that up? Yeah, yeah, I, yes, he did. Offside, marginal in front of the tilter. So we've had our chances and then the one in the second half <laughs> with Duke wow. slides in <laughs> and gets his feet mixed up. But Nine times out of ten, he scores that, by the way. It's uh, Yeah, deserved victory. Though, again, show good character having been pegged back to go again and get that late winner. So, um, I mean, the number of features we spoke about after that game, one one uh, fullback crossing to another. Yeah, yeah. Christian Pedersen getting on the end of it. Coming um, over the halfway line. Which yeah, which is uh, which is good to see. Maxim Collin continuing where he left off. Great partnership formed and now cemented down that right hand side with Dan Crowley. Great understanding between those two. Uh, get yourselves ahead, and you think it's you're cruising for a nice easy home win. But as the championship is, we know all season that it's never an easy game and always Luton, a twist in that tail. Yeah, they had a little go. I think they had a good ten minute spell in the second period where yeah, I think it was after their equaliser, in fact, where they felt they could go for us and. Uh, Fair play. They don't look out of place in the championship attacking teams. Yeah, brought on James Collins, didn't they? I think one or two were surprised to yeah. see he wasn't in the starting lineup, and had a right good go at us. Um, but as I say, good character from the lads. Kicked on again late on. 
uh, and went and grabbed the winner, and I think it was deserved. I'm very conscious to how it sounds, obviously, being a club employee and sitting here going, look how good we were. But we really, I mean, that performance and the Cardiff one that we'll come on to is dominant as dominant as you've seen. And yeah. that's been a consistent feature of this season so far. I think that's what will please Pep. You always hear managers, don't you, talk about concentrating on performances and you hope that you get the results that go with that because you know there are some things that are out in your control. But if you keep churning out good levels of performance, then eventually you will uh, pick up enough points. And I think that's what Pep's concentrated on. And... We keep mentioning it. You look back over. I mean, the Wigan game was probably where he bottomed out as a, as a side, uh, and since then, it's just been performance after performance. This is a new style of play now that the players look comfortable playing in, and hopefully we get the results results to go with it. But referees do have says in games. You want to come on to Cardiff now? Yeah. Let's talk first of all about the first half an hour. Because it looked, Jonathan Ball on commentary on Blues TV said it looked like a training exercise, and I know you were on Cocoms. Completely agreeing with him. Uh, best 30 minutes of football I've seen from a blue side. Oh, am I going to say ever? It's up there, isn't it? As long as... So I first started coming as a fan. I was nine years old, which is going to you know make a lot of people feel really old now. 2006, 2007. I've never seen us play that well. Like we just... We had Cardiff on strings, is I think how I described it to you earlier. Like we've hammered teams, the Stoke 7 and... I know there's been big score lines, but I just think for the way we play, the number of chances we created, I, I can't think off the top of my head about a 30 minutes of football. I know it's only 30 minutes and, OK, we need to do it for a full game, but I just thought the way we started that match was just unbelievable. And that was, they did not know what hit them. They were chasing shadows. They couldn't get close to us. Maxime Collin had the freedom of the right side of the pitch for 30 minutes. Framble Alba and Dan Crowley were just menacing, co- combining all game. Warnock sussed it out was the shout from Cardiff City Stadium. I mean, I don't know. I don't. They were like a rabbit in the headlights, Cardiff. They did not know how to deal with us and what we were doing. I mean, Kerry Marabti was pinning defenders and holding things up and getting players to play around him. It was as good as 30 minutes. And the only gripe is it should have been four and five, not even two and three. No, it was a dismantling of them. It's a little bit of luck. I know Cardiff, their fans were disappointed, as they probably rightly should have been in that first half hour. But it's a little bit of luck. The ball cannons. Not off Neil Etheridge's head, his face <laughs> from a Dan Crowley shot off the yeah. post. Goes out for a corner. How has that not gone back There's in? The number of blocks and stuff as well. I mean, that's the big one. The Crowley one's the big chance. And uh, I think he does everything right. Just tries to guide it across goal, beats Etheridge. And I mean, like you say, nine times out of 10, 99 out of 100, yeah. that hit ricochets off a keeper and goes in. But then we've had like Lukas Jukovic blocks. Jude Bellingham has a chance. I think it's a big chance. It's pulled back to him at the near post. And he just can't wrap his foot enough around it. Hits the stanchion behind the goal. But it was we were creating chances at will. And Jonathan Bell, made we made the point in commentary. It was attack versus defence at times. It looked like they were backing off. And we were just at the freedom of the park to start attacking. So unbelievable football to be played. Again, the only criticism, if it is one, is that we, sh- we deserve to be four mm-hmm. and five. But as it was at one nil, the opposition are always in it, no matter how poor they were. Yeah. And yeah, they uh, they turned it around in that first half. Well, just to come back to, I mean, obviously the criticism that we should have had more goals in that opening period. Forget, this is still a team that's gelling. We're what? We're in November now. Third so of the way through, 15 exactly, games. Exactly. You, like the youngest midfield in the championship, I'd say. I think the oldest is 23. Even Barnsley, the only team that could probably have a case. Yeah. I think that is young. But other than that, yeah, two, what is it, 21? 22, mm-hmm. 23 and 16. So. And it'll come. Chances, of course. Blue still strengthening, as we'll discuss later on in the podcast. 
Ooh. The finish. Well, I know a nice Ooh. little tease. That finishing edge will come at some point. Yeah, they they are, and I, and I'm, I think that is the massive positive for me. Just how quickly they have taken to this new style and the new players. You forget it's a completely new group, and they have transformed the way we play. And to do it within a third of a season, I'm not saying we'd have finished article and we sit here now and it all just takes care of itself, but you can already see from what they're producing that there's been so much progress made. Um, and yeah, like, full credit to Pep. I mean, and Paco, Xabi, everyone who's mm-hmm. guards who's been involved in the coaching staff. It's really mean, taken it's a huge, as well. Yeah, 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 it really has. Taken a huge effort from everyone and the players are buying into it. Holly Dean always sticks with me, said a few weeks ago, it is harder playing this way, even as a defender, because you're encouraged to be on the ball more. You have to Mark be Roberts. Yeah, Robbo, and it's exactly the same. And big credit to everyone, but let's keep going. A third of the season in, we've come a long way already. This is this mid third now that takes you up and beyond the turn of the year. Uh, I think we'll we'll start to stretch the division a bit more because we've we've already mentioned how close it is, and let's hope we're in uh, in and around it, in and around the mix up in the shake up come January time. Right, let's talk about it. Let's both first put our club official hats on for this discussion. Um, one nil up, half hour in, penalty is given to Cardiff. Um, the referee signals took of the shirt. Tommy threw it. You were there. I wasn't. Yeah, we didn't see anything on first glance. Um, you always have a have a little look at the movement. You always keep your eye when there's a corner on the movement that goes on. Whether there's going to be a block or we like that one that pe- the defender peels around mm-hmm. the back and heads it across goal. So I'm looking out for that anyway. You don't see anything. Robbo and Harley Dean are in close vicinity of each other and then obviously two Cardiff players. Uh, didn't see anything, but... I felt we couldn't argue too much because we're that far away yeah. on, in the gantry. And also, there was a conviction about the referee's decision. Blew his whistle straight away, yeah. pointed to the spot. There was no delay in his thought process. It was, he's clearly seen something, mm-hmm. points to the spot. And you almost, as a commentary team, just have to accept because we haven't seen and it's yeah. m- And it's a long way away. It's the heat at the moment as well. That being said, we have the benefit of seeing it. So, Blues TV, the analysts have their own feed as well. So, yeah. their laptops are running down at half-time and at... And at full time, when I say I've looked at it 10, 15 times since, and still now as I sit here, days on, I cannot fathom what he's seen that warrants a penalty decision against Harley, against Robbo. I've looked at other players, whether there's pushing off the ball, a grab of the shirt. I do not know what the referee has seen. And it is tough to take, not just because it concedes a penalty. It flips the, the whole... Swing momentum just the pendulum has gone when you were so much in the ascendancy Cardiff were on the floor um, and it changes the game it gives them a lifeline I think we use the term get out of jail card when I listen back to the commentary and that's what it felt like Accurate, I mean, it, yeah. it was it was like there you go there's your free pass uh, get yourselves back in level terms then they feel like alright okay we've been poor for, for half hour but now we're right back in wins it. back in their cells the only thing I can think of to defend the referee is before the corner's taken, he does have a word with Robbo. But so that he's, makes he's seen me think. Before. That makes me think that if you're Robbo, you're going to be even more careful. In, that's what I think. So I don't know if he's seen the slightest hint of something. In the back of his mind, he's gone right. I've warned him. Time to make an example. But if you're if you're Robbo or Harley, you're thinking right. The ref's watching me yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, like a hawk. So it makes no sense for him to to do it again. But listen, I don't know. I think I'm not watching it ever again because it just. <laughs> I've me seen up. the replay so many times yeah. as it went out. I'm sat there, I'm watching it at like 2% speed. Yeah. 
uh, if anything, it looks like Pack has got hold of um, Robbo's uh, shirt himself and he's given but it but a I little quite bit like of ball, I quite like referees to come out and just explain absolutely. their decision. We spoke absolutely. about this. J- just have that transparency and say, right, this is what I saw. I've looked at the replays, but you can't quite see it from the camera angle of the replay, but I can clearly see between players, so-and-so's grabbed a hold of him. I gave him a warning and he didn't listen to either penalty. That's easier to, to stomach that if you hear a referee say that. 100%. But you don't hear from them again, and yeah, it winds you up a little bit. So that was, yeah, that left a bit of taste. But then, again, we conceded four goals on the road, and the next one's just a scrappy, horrible scrappy scrappy as anything. Yeah, and that's Curtis Nelson taking advantage. Of, it's not even a goal mass scramble. I was is calling him Sean Morrison, I think, all game. Yeah, yeah, I genuinely, I, did, I thought he was on the pitch. I, I think said a to Cardiff Jono, fan did tweet in actually about that. I said so. to Jono, he's not even in the squad. I do what game I is was watching. Is he still there? <laughs> yeah. Um, Formal apology to that Cardiff fan if you're listening. But yeah, uh, just horrible. Just ricocheting, pinballed around the six-yard box and the penalty spot. Then we couldn't, we couldn't clear our, our line. Just couldn't get a firm clearance on the ball. But and that's then, what happens when momentum swings. Yeah, you get the break. Yeah, and set pieces. I mean, you expect Cardiff to be good at set yeah. pieces, but then you expect us to defend them well, and so. I mean, that then you start thinking, how in the world are we going down the, the tunnel at half-time, 2-1 down? But you have to almost accept that's how it is. And again, you come out at half-time, 10 minutes in, second half, red card. So we, I think the weirdest thing about the game was how many times the pendulum swung in terms mm-hmm. of momentum. We started the first half out well. They get themselves back on level terms and finish the second 50, the, the 15 minutes between half-hour and the half-time yeah. whistle well. Ten minutes into the second period, the red card comes in. We're in the ascendancy Disallowed again. Disallowed goal as well for Cardiff just before that. So that puts a bit of wind in our sails. No, I actually didn't see anything wrong with it either. No, nor did I. I mean, it's in the highlights on um, Blues TV and our YouTube. So, anyway. Yeah, I, I don't want to labour on the game too much because it, it's difficult to, uh, yeah, difficult to accept. But red card, you think... The, the one criticism, and it's not... I'm not hopefully being too critical of Blues... And it is difficult playing against 10 men because they went 4-4-1. Sometimes men just leave two up and try mm-hmm. and still pose an attacking threat. They went 4-4-1, banked in, made it difficult and let us have it. And thought sometimes we may have been guilty of playing two, three passes too many. We didn't make the pitch as wide as we could. Mm-hmm. Max and um, the Peds could potentially have, have got forward and started higher. I don't think Ivan and Jude needed to come in and collect the ball off Robbo and Harley because we were in it, were, it was yeah. four defenders against the space. The single, the, I think they put Mendes Lang as their lone striker in the mm-hmm. second half. Um, but that being said, uh, yeah, the third goal is a killer. Third goal is the deciding game for me because we switch off from a set piece. Mendes Lang, who was probably their most attacking threat all afternoon, just gets the wrong side of Christian Pedersen, hits the byline, which means Ivan Sunic has to leave rules to close down Mendes Lang. Mendes Lang does the right thing, finds rules, yes, all the time in the world. Nice little finish, to be fair to. 3 1, and then you think, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. But even then, the never, never, never say die attitude. What a strike, Ivan Shunyic. I said when he scored that goal against Derby, he's got a foot like a traction engine. I don't know what you upgrade it to after that because Everidge yeah. is rooted to the spot. I think that's better than the Derby one for me. Do you? Yeah. It's it is, rocket. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, Everidge didn't even dive. It was, um, yeah. Strike out of nowhere, and you th- and I think that was with three minutes of the 90 yeah. left plus stoppage time against 10 men. Game on again, here we go. Give us that little lift, bit of belief. Um, but it wasn't to be, and then we get caught cold. Robbo concedes the penalty, and it's game over. So 10 against 10 as well at that stage, yeah, yeah. And you know, we've just got the news this week that mm. uh, the appeal against Harley's red card rescinded. I actually think the Cardiff City players get him the sent, get him sent yeah. off. And I know all, all teams do it when the tackle went in on Kerry. A few of our boys 
gamesmanship. Went round the referee to say that's a red card, but the Harley one for me, still, I don't think it's a red. He goes up it's with his arm, but Lee I don't Palsier think it's an elbow. comes steaming in from miles away. I think the whole squad, if you watch the yeah. whole squad, just descend it's on the referee. Spark. Yeah. Uh, so that reaction almost, uh, he was he was poor. The referee was poor. And that's the end of it. Less said about that, the better. Yeah. Hey, we've got a new ref against Fulham, though. Never refereed a Blues game before. Never refereed a Fulham game. Lovely little feature with him, actually. His last game in Australia, he's come from the A-League. Mm. Mic'd him up. Would you like to see that in England? Especially It'd that Cardiff game. It'd be good. They're doing rugby. Yeah, yeah. Hear the reasoning. And again, it gets rid of that contentious. Well, what they're saying is there'd be too much foul language down the mic. I think it would put players off from using I'd like to think it could have the effect of, if you know that microphone is going out, to everyone, you never swear near a live mic. The players, yeah, the yeah, the players. Then I know it. The players then have a, more of a responsibility to make sure their language is clean. So the I, I get the argument of saying, well, football's there's too much foul language in football. But I'd, I'd quite like to trial it. Why not? We trial everything else. It don't seem to work. So it's what pre-season's for, isn't it? Yeah, give it a go. Get, put, but I just like to hear their perspective on things and how they talk to players. I think speaking to players, mm-hmm. the big frustration is when referees tell them, no, go away. Like you can't talk to them. Go away. They're on a different sort of ivory tower to you. Like the head teacher. I'm the, yeah, I'm the, I'm the referee. I've made the decision. Go away. I just explained the decision and it's easier to accept. But yeah, I'd be a fan of it. Listen, one man who's come out of both of the games we've had in between podcasts with a hell of a lot of credit and somehow still not a goal to his tally <laughs> is Coventry's own Dan Crowley. Yeah, he is our big guest, isn't he? He took some persuading to eventually sit down some with us. Pu- I think ambush <laughs> would be a fair term for what me and you did to he, him. Uh, yeah, he took some persuading, but it was worth it, yeah. Uh, as you'll hear very shortly, I, what an impact he's made. I mean, the, I don't know if the club ever disclosed how much we paid for Dan Crowley, but by all admissions, whenever you see reports of what we paid for him, you talk about value for money in the championship Whatever in today's world. Uh, and he's having impacts on games. I know you mentioned he hasn't scored yet. It's the one thing that's missing, but his assist record's good, and he starts to dictate games now. He's found that position uh, off the right-hand side, linking up with Maxim Collin ever so well. Inverted wingers, I think, is the term that people keep telling me, but uh, feels right at home, doesn't he? And as you'll hear, uh, a player who's come a long way in his personal development, always had the ability, bundles of it from such a young age, but the maturity... And uh, the fact that he's grown up uh, has probably meant that he's now a better place to go on and fulfil his potential. Don't just take our word from it. Here is the man himself, Coventry's own, Dan Crowley. The Blues Talk Podcast. Dan Crowley, thank you ever so much for joining us, Blues Talk. It's all right. We know you're a massive listener and you've listened to every episode so Subscriber, far. Subscriber, players, As all the players have. Weekly. Did <laughs> you have it on in the changing rooms before a match? Yeah. <laughs> bit mo- of last minute inspiration. It motivates us. Motivates Mate, you're us. a busy man at the minute. You've, you've just come out of another interview, media-wise. You must be doing something right. Yeah, it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you've got loads of time for the media, you haven't you? Yeah, loads. I respect that, though, coming into this with honesty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always honest, mate. How's it going, though, mate? Good. Good. Yeah. Um, disappointing after Saturday. Mm. Um, thought the ref didn't help us a lot, but we could have been better second half. Um, I thought we were really good first half, but new week now, on to Fulham. You're not going to get any closer to scoring, are you? I know, I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed. I've watched it back like quite a lot, and I think I could have taken a touch and then shot. But Max played it quite fast, so I didn't have time to... Yeah, yeah. But like you said, I don't think that would happen. No, it's hit his face and gone oh, no, over. It's ridiculous. It's not even the back of his head, no. it's his face. Right I think that is the only box. time it's hit 
the keeper's head or face <laughs> and gone over. That's what you said on commentary, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Nine times time. out of ten, that's back yeah. over the line. Which is pretty ridiculous. I just found that game so frustrating because you had... I hate blaming refereeing decisions for results of games, yeah. but particularly the first penalty luck. I don't know if you've seen it back, but we've looked at it so but many times noth- and I cannot see a thing. There's nothing to see. Just there's like I've watched it and I don't know what he's what he's seeing there, but like you say, you can't you can't blame the referee yeah. because we played the game and we could have been better second half. Yeah. Do you feel like you settled in well? You've yeah. been for a few months and that now. Yeah, I love it here. Um Everyone's been great. The boys have been great. The staff. Um, it's a really good club, like a nice club to be at. Mm. Um, and the fans as well. I feel really appreciated in that. That's great. Yeah, having a good run in the team, starting to dictate yeah. games and stuff. It's good for you as well, just on the pitch as well. Not just the whole package of moving closer to home, like you club lad yeah. and stuff, but having a, an impact in what we do. Yeah, good. because it was, it was tough, like the first couple of games, like... I've never played in a league like it. Mm. It's just ridiculous, like the physical, yeah. fitness side, and it was trying to get that balance between attack and defence, um, and that's what I struggled at a little bit. What having to do some work <laughs> that way? Yeah, like, it's just, like I was just so tired after every game. Like I was just looking at the clock, thinking, <laughs> got on. another forty-five minutes. <laughs> um, no, but now I feel like my fitness is like at its best it's been. I feel really strong and. Like I can do both sides to it. And yeah. now I'm actually enjoying the like defensive side <laughs> where like first couple of games I'm thinking What have I got what have I signed up to it? Gotta track this fast winger, like <laughs> this left back's going up Putting and down. Like, it doesn't stop. No. It's good though that um even from a positional point of view, I don't know where you've played before, but is this the first time you've been sort of a, not a winger because you're not an out and out winger but you start off in a wide position and given that licence to come and get involved is that how you'd probably describe your role at the minute? Yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it um, <coughs> because I think we are, we're better with two strikers um, and also it's really hard to pick up the position me and Frank get into mm. um, because the, f- the left back, the full backs don't have to come to us but then if he comes to us it leaves massive space for then like Max to go in mm. So it's a really good position. Um, I think it's a really smart position. Like People won't be able to pick us up. Yeah. Do you get the feeling now that you've kind of adapted to it? Yeah. Yeah. Like at the, it's just like at the start, it's just learning. Yeah. And like getting to know your body, like the physical side, like the positional side. Like um, Not how to cheat, that's wrong, but... When you can get between players. Yeah. yeah. Understanding it a bit more. Yeah. You say everyone talking about your relationship with Max Collin as well down mm-hmm. that right hand side. That just comes with games, don't it? More yeah. Like it just everything's just games. Yeah. The more games you get, the better you get, the fitter you get, and the more understanding of games you get. Have you missed any for us this year? Have I what? missed any games for us this year? Yeah, I didn't start against Stoke or Barnsley. And then you came straight back in and have had a run since then. Yeah. That's good. I'd Still waiting for that first goal. You keep telling me after games you need more goals, more assists. Oh no, it's on its way, mate. I've seen your stanch view on your videos and stuff, so you got it. He's there. Uh, I'm Can brilliant on YouTube. Move, <laughs> <laughs> just keep sending everyone the links to your old goals, reminding people. Who said that about Neymar, the Justin Bieber YouTube or something? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah YouTube means <laughs> it's pretty accurate. I need close to score against goals. Luton as well. But obviously, you're the one off the post of Cardiff, but there's one that's like an inch wide. Yeah, like I right know. at the start against Luton. It will come. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think the good thing is, 
whenever we hear from Pep, he talks about the Derby game as like the moment the penny dropped for the team that we can take the, the game to, to anyone in the division away from them. I know we lost that game, but I even think back to like a 10-minute spell against Bristol. Mm-hmm. There's that move that you, Frank, get involved on and then Juki fires it and produces a good save from the keeper. But you could see even in the early spells where you were saying, for you, you were learning all the time, but for people watching it, you could see the embers were there, mm. and I just think now we've just extended that period of time from a 10-minute spell to a 30, 40, 50-minute. Yeah, no, Derby was definitely when, as a team, we all realised we, mm. we can play here, we've yeah. got a real chance, and this is how we are going to play. Yeah. And I think when you have an identi- identity in this league, it's massive, and if yeah. you stick to that identity, even when it's getting tough, you, you have a real strong chance of doing something. Yeah. I think you summed it up best, actually, after Derby when you said we'll win more than we lose playing that style of football. I suppose that's the feeling that you get out there, isn't it? That expansive yeah. attacking football. We know we're going to score. Yeah. We know we're going to create chances. And, like, Luton, we were just so good. Like, front foot, um, Derby, Middlesbrough. The like, number of shots in the past few weeks. I know, it's just ridiculous. 99 yeah. in the past few games. They told us it this morning in a meeting and just... We're all coming out of the meeting like scratching our heads, like how did we not win that yeah. game? Yeah. But hopefully next one Fulham. Fulham, yeah. Good football match that. Yeah, it will be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Because we want to play against the best teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to show ourselves. And I think we can show everyone what we can do yeah. against a team like Fulham. Do you I mean, because you haven't been associated with the club you I'm guessing you probably still don't understand how big of an impact just playing this way has had on supporters because we've been coming down to the club for years as, as fans you know dads granddads mm. I don't think many would have seen even in the Premier League years stylistically a Blues team play this way it's completely different to anything we've no, seen we're actually on the front foot which I think yeah. you know without slagging off previous regimes here yeah. it's weird to see almost and as a player like you have to enjoy playing in this sort of team playing this way rather than I know you said you had to do your defensive work early on but it's got to be much more enjoyable when you're seeing a lot of the ball and you can try and get on it and make no, things happen. Massively, like we're all loving it. Um, and I think this is the way all of us can play, mm. like want to play. Like I think Max is great, like Christian, great, like our midfielders. This is the way we want to play. Yeah. And it's great. It's it's really surprising actually because I thought, you know. Yeah, we're going to play football, but not to this extent where we're playing the football we're playing. And we're already a third of the first season yeah. of doing it. Yeah. In. We're all new players, like, we're all still getting to know each other. Yeah. I'm really excited to like see what, like, without sounding cringy, what the future yeah, yeah. will be like at this club. Yeah, no, you spoke about the midfield. How young are you all, by the way? Yeah, I know. Like, is the oldest 23? Yeah, it's really it's crazy. Good. You're one of the senior boys in that midfield, mate. I know, I feel old. When <laughs> <laughs> you got Jude and Eve and stuff alongside you. He's um, shaved my beard. <laughs> mate, I didn't realise that the guard has had a deal in a new coming here and had a conversation with you. Yeah, massively. They were massive. Um, I was speaking to Craig like pretty much every day. I was he caught, you, you mean? No, I was nausing him. <laughs> no, like, yeah, like, is it done? Is it done? <laughs> like, he's like, no, calm down, calm yeah. down. That was a stressful week for me because I was just so desperate to come in. So take us back. How did you hear about the interest from Blues, first of all? Well, I had a missed call off Gaz. And for some reason, I had just a feeling. Okay. Because like, I hadn't spoke to Gaz in a while. Mm. And I knew Craig was like a little bit more involved at the club, yeah. like the coaching side. And I, I just had a funny feeling like, are they interested? 
So then I got in from training, like I left my phone in, in my room, because I was on a training camp. So we were in a hotel and I was training, I left my phone in the room and I called him straight away. And like, he, he told me like they're interested. I was just like, I was just so happy. Yeah. Just like, it was just, it, it is the perfect fit. Yeah. At home, like I'm playing in the champ. Like, got Gazi, a good mate of mine, Craig. Um, the football we want to play, like it's just, it is the perfect fit. Was you always going to look to come back to England at some stage? Yeah, I wanted to come back to England. I was ready to come back to England. Yeah. Back to the West Midlands as well, of course, being from Cov. Yeah. I suppose that was a big pull. Yeah, mass- like it just... I had to not pinch myself, but I had to kind of like, flipping out, is this really happening? Yeah, yeah, it all just fell into place. Yeah, just like... And it happened about, I think it was about 10 days. Not even that. Yeah, just week. very quickly. was like, yeah. bang, done. No, it's good. But when you look back at your time in Holland, you needed to go and do it. Yeah, I need to go and play... Um, just get game time because that's the most important thing yeah and I'm I, I'm one of those players I hate being on the bench <laughs> yeah. I hate I hate it like you're bad at watching football when you're yeah like, most players say that though don't they you really yeah. talk about it and they're just kicking every ball from the yeah. dugout I, yeah. I just hate being on the bench it's not enjoyable but but I think your game would develop at a quicker rate the more games you play in yeah say if you have a good, if you can continue playing this season as much as you have you rack up 40 plus games yeah in your first season in the champ it's got to be a, a great way to oh, start you. I wouldn't have, like, I didn't imagine playing this many games yeah. so so early on. So now I'm really happy. What's Holland like as a entire experience? I know you've had ups and downs over there, but when you look back at it, I know you said you needed to go there. Just a massive learning curve. Like, you just kind of throw yourself in the deep end. You've got no one around you, really. You've got to look after yourself. Um, like, it gets lonely sometimes, and, you know, you... You just did a teenager when you went. Yeah. Um, and, like, in the tough times, I think you learn the most. Right. And that's definitely been the case for me. Culturally, like, different people, language yeah, barriers? Yeah, so different. Are they? So different, yeah. What, just a way of speaking to you or... Yeah. You I feel d- a little bit alienated. Yeah. Is the only English bloke in there. Yeah. It's good. Learn any Dutch? Did you need to? No, I... That's <laughs> you didn't even make an effort. Why not? Nah. Nah, because the problem was, was in my head, it was like, I'm only going to be here for one year. Right. And then the next, I thought, I'm, go- I'm only going to be here for one year. And then before you know it, you're there for two and a half years. And you're like, I should have learned a bit of Dutch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. too late then. There was a, when you signed for us, there's a nice video that they put out, wasn't yeah. there? Just, I don't know if you saw it on yeah. Twitter. Just thank, I think that was a nice touch yeah. from... Yeah, no, they're really yeah. good like that. Yeah. Um, they appreciate you and... You know, they look after you. They were great for me, like the people there. Yeah. I got really close with some people and they were great. And it's, it is like a family club. Right. Um, so now I'm really grateful to, to them. I was going to ask what the fans like over there. Mad. Yeah. Get that. I remember seeing Mad. videos when we signed you. Always drunk. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God, this sounds all right. Carry on. Like, just, there's a party after the game, win, lose or draw in, right. in, in the stand. Like, I'm still sold here. the stadium. <laughs> Just mad. They sing like great atmospheres, oh, like just, English scenes. Yeah, but like non-stop. Yes, sound. Non-stop. It's good. Did you have a good relationship with them when you were there? Did they like you? Did you have to sort of prove yourself early on, and then they eventually came round, or was you always? Yeah, because yeah, I was. They didn't really know a lot about me, and I had to show them. Yeah. What I can do. Saw a lot of "Ain't Nobody Like Dan Crowley" shouts, by the way, when you signed from the villain fans on. Yeah, that, that was, was that. Was that, was that yeah, your song? That was my song. Yeah. Wait, we need to. Have we, have we, do we sing that song about it? Yeah, we've we, yeah. we, 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 we adopted it from a couple of our Yeah. Okay, decent. 
That's what we. I mean, Ivan Sonjic has got a decent one. Well, yeah. What's Ivan's again? I can't say uh, on yeah. this talk. Yeah, it's one or two lines. You know what Ivan's is? I don't. Yes, you do. I I'll tell you what. You got to say it. <laughs> you'll you'll be jealous. You'll, you'll probably want it. Take us back to the start, mate. We mentioned about you coming home to Cov. Always played football from a young age, and obviously picked up at Villa from. Early. Yeah, I played like really pretty much straight away as soon as I could walk. I yeah. was just obsessed with football. Yeah. Always outside in the garden, my dad just training, practicing. I just loved it. Always had a ball with me. Yeah, yeah. And then Villa come knock it. Were you playing grassroots football first? Or yeah, you? yeah. In Coventry, I was at Christ the King. Um, and yeah. And then that luck came in. Mm. <laughs> Off you went. But did you play in any age groups? Any of the lads go on to make it that you was with at Villa? Um, Grealish. Um, no, I'm not familiar. I don't know. <laughs> no, anyone else? Callum Robinson. Press, uh, Sheffield United. Mm. Yeah. Daniel Johnston. Yeah. Johnson, um, yeah, Preston. All in your Den- year group? Nah, a couple of years older. Okay, Cause you were you playing up? Mm, yeah. So rated you early on. Yeah. Did you size ever? Was it ever an issue as a kid? No. See, if you were playing age groups up, they clearly felt that you were good enough, regardless of how small or small you were. No, it was never an issue. Which a lot of players, which is interesting, a lot of players when they get released will say it's because they so said I was, I was too, too small. small. Yeah. Cop out. I was that good. Listen <laughs> <laughs> to him. <laughs> no, I just the way I seen it was they got to get near you first. Yeah. If you don't get, they don't get near you. Then what? What difference? What? Why does it matter? Yeah. Football is just in the head. Like if you're smarter than them, then it yeah. won't matter. I still think you play that way now, mate. The championship is one of the, if not the most physical yeah. division mm. in the world. But you still play that way now, I think. Twisting and turning, wriggle free of players. Remember in commentary of Derby, saying the last 10, 15 minutes, I think Tom Huddleston couldn't move his legs anymore. Mm. I think you just <laughs> wriggling free of him because I think that's, you just have, you're probably forced to use your brain more. Mm. If you've got pace and power, you can just depend on your physicality. There's players in the yeah, Prem yeah. and in a champ who can just depend on being quick and strong. You have to use your brain a little bit more. So you probably de- help, actually helped you develop him when you was a young player. Mm. Like you just said, because I was playing older, I was playing against much bigger lads than me. Yeah. So I'd have to find ways of still being better than them, still, still being good. And because I had that early at such a young age, I was just used to that. Yeah, yeah. So it was never really. And with with my kind of mentality, I was, I always like, I didn't care what yeah, size you were, how big you were, mm. like it just didn't matter to me. Mm. Uh, Wenger watches you a couple of times. You played against us, didn't you? Mm. You have good games. Yeah, did all right. And the gaze <laughs> face, the gaze <laughs> face. Played all right, and then how did that even? Where do you hear about that one? The Arsenal link, um, or didn't you? And you were just off on your way. No, I. I had an agent at the time, um, and he told me like a few clubs are interested in you, like Man City, Liverpool. Name drops. Arsenal. Um, <laughs> a couple of small local teams, yeah. <laughs> um, and I met Arsene Wenger, the boss. Yeah. Um, was you a bit awestruck or was you keeping it cool? How did that go? No, I was like, yeah. yeah. So oh. even for confident Dan Crowley, you're thinking? Yeah. Nah, like Wenger, yeah. the man for like bringing young players through. Yeah. So was yeah. he good? How did that conversation go? He spoke and I listened. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, to be honest, like... With someone like Wenger, he doesn't have to say a lot. Mm. Like the fact that he's saying like he wants you, that was pretty much it for me. 
and I always kind of had a soft spot for Arsenal. Yeah. Like I always like like I always watched like the likes of Nasri, Fabrias, Wilshere, just all my kind of players. Technicians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always liked them. Yeah, and that was around the time that they're still playing that unbelievable mm. f- style of football. Not that they're playing anything different now, but at that time, some good players there. Yeah. So what age you move at? Fifteen. Fifteen. Big change. You move away. Yeah. I lived in London. At fifteen. Yeah, but I was in like Diggs. north and okay. like the outside, so okay. it wasn't like the bright lights of London and the heat nah, just yet. Nah. Okay. To be honest, I never really experienced that because I went on loan. At Thank God for eight, that. I know. <laughs> I oh, know that would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I went to Barnsley on loan. So I was like away from, like, do you know, like 17, 18 when you first start going out? Yeah. Yeah. Partying, like discovering girls. Yeah. <coughs> um, so I, no, I never really seen the big lights of London. Yeah, good. Well, that was a blessing. But what an experience, mate. Were you tr- in training with these pros? Yeah. As good as they look on telly when you were training with them every day? Yeah, but you realise they are just people. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's no, that's another bloke. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. just really good at football. Yeah. And how good were they, though, when you're training with them? Yeah, like, the first couple of training sessions, you watch them. Um, like, Sanchez, I remember when Sanchez first came, just calling my dad after, after <laughs> training, just like, oh, my days, like, he is just ridiculous. Mm. Like, he's one of those pe- players, like, you'd pay to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. the way he plays. Yeah. Yeah, he was unbelievable there, wasn't he? Ozil. Mm. Santi Carzola. What a great experience, though. It's great development for a young player. You yeah. get to be exposed to that. And people, like... There's a lot like people would say, like, why did he leave Villa? He would have played. But no disrespect to, like, the people at Villa, but the players at Villa, I'm learning... Of people like Santi Carzola, Alexis Sanchez, Ozil, Wilshire, mm-hmm. Chamberlain, and then at Villa there was, like, yeah, yeah, those names yeah. are elite level midfielders. So I learned so much from them to take into my game when I would have been at Villa. I don't know if I would have played, but I just wouldn't have learned off those kind of players like I would have well, I did at Arsenal. Almost as valuable as playing time, isn't it? Learning from elite players like yeah. that. It's a big question that still gets put now to Phil Foden. Mm. You know, is he at a stage where he has to go out and play mm. 40 games or is the fact that he's with De Bruyne, the two silvers? Mm-hmm. I don't know the big rush, if I'm honest, because how old is he? What is he, 19? Yeah, around there. 19. He's still developing. He's playing, for me, enough. Maybe he should... All the cup games, he gets Champions mm-hmm. League looking in the Champions League. And he's learning off the best manager... Ever for mm-hmm. me, mm. Pep Guardiola like is perfect for him. But that's football. Yeah, people are always gonna have an opinion. Or did you know you needed to, to just go out on loan initially from Arsenal? Yeah. And was that your decision, or did they say right? Go no, on, that was my go. decision. I wanted to play because I'd played like twenty threes football my first game at like fifteen at Villa. Yeah. Like for the reserves. So you'd experienced it. So I'd done that. Yeah. I needed a new challenge. Yeah. How was it when you first went away? Tough. Was it, so you'd have been how old at your first loan away? 18. Okay, so you're still a teenager. Still a kid mentally, away. yeah. Barnsley? What was that like? Yeah. What, as a place? Everything. <laughs> um, These are the thoughts of Dan Crowley. Not by the Bright lights of Barnsley. <laughs> very, to London. Very different to London. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> we read a lot about the comments that Lee Johnson made saying you're one of the best 18 year olds we've seen. It's just been put to you a few times. Mm. Best 18 year olds we've seen, but you've got to get the balance between ego and confidence, right? Looking back now, was he right when he said that? Yeah, probably, yeah. That yeah. was four years ago. Mm-hmm. But in that space of time, you've got enough about you to look back and go, actually, he's probably right. Yeah, like, I want to be a, like at the top really bad and. I knew if I didn't change the way I was, mm. then I was never going to do that because people just didn't like me. Like, um, so I could blame everyone else, but what's that going to achieve? Mm. I had to look at myself. Mm. Part of the experience of going out on loan, isn't it? Stuff like that, the bits, the setbacks almost that make you then learn and become a better person and player. Yeah, and I think like everyone's career is different. Like everyone thinks, oh, because he's not made it into the Premier League at twenty. Yeah. It's not it's a load of nonsense. Yeah, right, Vardy. Yeah. All exactly. different. What was it about? Was you just why would people not like you, mate? I just had too much to say for myself. Oh, okay. I had a big mouth. Right. So when you didn't agree with something? I'd say it, yeah. Okay. Straight away. To a manager, senior pros. Yeah, I wouldn't care. Okay. So probably the intentions were good because you wanted to win. Mm, yeah, that 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 was what I couldn't get my head round. It was like because I was only doing that because I want to win and I want to be the best. Mm. But there's ways, there's times that just I wasn't choosing wisely. And now I've just learned just when to keep my mouth shut, when to say something, um, how to just be more of a team player. Right. Does the old Dan come out ever so often or not? No, not really. I haven't seen it, mate. No. And the boys were a little bit surprised there because they'd heard a little bit back <laughs> They before. thought you was going to be a belter when you Yeah, like it. I was with Robbo yeah. at Barnsley and I think he'd kind of warned them, just like, be careful. Are you ready? Nah. <laughs> um, so they were all like, come on, like, yeah. show us what you're about. Yeah. And Kicking just, you a bit and trying to goad it out of you a little yeah, bit earlier. It's just not happened really. Yeah. I think slowly I'm like coming out of my shell. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit quiet when I first came. But with the players, the team we have, like it's everyone's really welcoming and like um, it's a good team morale. So it's easy to to be yourself. Yeah, and yeah. Come out into that good straight, dressing room. Yeah, yeah, it is a good dressing room. Um, so no, it's I'm definitely like coming out more. Yeah. Well, one truly part of the team, Dale. You were saying about Kareem when we did the Halloween video. Yeah, he was after you, wasn't he? Kareem <laughs> yeah. wanted to get you. Mate, he is after. Reason. He is after me, Kareem. No. Yes. He had this mad thing where he was trying to learn Brummy words for oh, a few yeah, weeks. No. And he just That's a podcast saying Mokka and... Yeah, Cup of bit, tea yeah. was a big good, one. Good character. <laughs> uh, Oxford, another one where they terminate your loan. Thanks very much for that. How did that go? Yeah, cheers for reminding me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How did that one go? <laughs> the same as Barnsley, really. Yeah, so pretty ju- much. So did you just get to a stage, you think, at that when you were that young, where you just get frustrated and say yeah. something? I couldn't handle my emotions very well. Yeah. And I'm the type of person where you see everything. Like, if I'm not happy, mm-hmm. you can't hide I it. can't hide it. Awful poker player. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. To be fair, though, who at 18 or 19 wasn't the same? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's... You're boring if you're not. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also think, on the pitch, how was you performing when you look back at Barnsley and Oxford? Were you still offering enough? No, that was the problem. I was too much hard work and if I was doing it on the pitch like scoring assisting like yeah. being really good in the team then yeah they probably would have put up with it 
but yeah. I wasn't doing enough to warrant that. So they're thinking it's not worth the risk having him here, mm-hmm. outspoken, upsetting people, whilst it's he's not exactly, doing it on the pitch, yeah. then we may as well send him back. Exactly. How did Arsenal react when, whenever you get sent back? They weren't happy. Right. What can you do? You live and you learn. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be here now. Yeah. Well, that's how you've got. I think that's how you got to look at when you look at the present day. All of these experiences, positive and negative, end with you now. At this point in your life. No, exactly. If twenty-two. I, if I didn't go on loan, that young, then maybe I'd be making those mistakes at twenty, twenty-one. Yeah. And I definitely wouldn't be here. Yeah. yeah. No, hundred uh, percent. That ambition's still burning, though. Still want to be the best. Yeah, of course. Still work every day. Yeah. And it's just a case now of calming the old Dan down whenever he tries to surface but uh, I, I don't feel like he's an old new guy I don't feel I'd love to have met the old Dan coming up no you'd, you'd have probably <laughs> would done would you have it. done this podcast <laughs> no I'd have told you to do one <laughs> <laughs> exactly the answer I expected <laughs> nah um, I feel like he's in a box yeah. trapped away yeah yeah to the best um, I just think it's maturity I'm just more humble just maturity, I'm just humble yeah maturity I'm just humble now and I'm grateful just to be where I am. Yeah. Um, the good thing was that after, what did you do, press? You don't post-match press. And you're talking about Jude. You're in a great position now as a 22-year-old who's gone through all that, all the hype, everything that goes with it, because you've had it all yourself, to actually speak. I know you might not feel like you're old enough to do it, but actually there's no better person placed than someone who's gone through that same experience to say... If you need to handle it this way or that way, or no, I've spoke like I've told him a couple of times. Just like the most important is just game time, mm. just getting games, and don't get attracted to. I think when you have, say like forty games and you about sixty games, then yeah, and you'll go in and you'll go and play because you the manager can trust you. You've done it in a champ. Mm. When you've not had games, like can they really trust you? And they sell you a dream, really. Yeah. Um, you just got to think you've got so many players ahead of you like on big big money and they're all they're most likely always going to choose the one that's on 100 grand a week 120 grand a week yeah they've got to put him because he's on the most money yeah is it hard when people are telling you just how good you are that young did you did you let it get to your ego or because you've been told from 14 even younger just how good you was mm is it hard to just keep your head, your, your feet on the ground? Yeah, because I had really good parents. Right. I have really good parents. Um, so they always did it. But I always... The problem with me was I didn't need those people telling... I seen it for myself. You knew. Um, so that that was where it was tough. International aspirations? Where are we with that? We keep hearing that Mick McCarthy's watching. I don't know, really. I don't, do you give it any thought? No, not really. I'm not really paying much attention to it. I'm just like loving it here, loving playing, playing week in, week out. I just want to keep and stay in the team. Yeah. Um, I don't want anything affecting that. So I'm just... If, if it, it comes, happens, it, comes. it happens, yeah. I'll be delighted. If it doesn't, then I'm playing here. I'll go I'm on sorry. holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 national breaks. That's it. I've had the most of summer. <laughs> I suppose it only comes if you're playing well for your club anyway. No, of course, yeah. Um, maybe you want to see more of me. I don't know, yeah. but I know I'm. If I keep playing well, then I should get the call up. Have you declared for Ireland now? That yeah. all been sorted, transferred. Yeah. 
I think there's a little bit more paperwork to do, but... And that's grandparents? Grandparents are Irish, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, keep playing well for Blues and see what happens, I suppose, on that front. Exactly. Um, rest of the season, mate, how much better can we get? Because in the last month or so, starting to really go through the gears a little bit, and I know we had that setback at the weekend, but seeing what this team can really produce now. We've just got to keep going. Put those performances into three points. Just keep going, just keep the momentum going. Just keep like believing in the way we play, like sticking to our, our, our identity. That's it really, just keep working hard. And I, the, the results will look after itself. Yeah, probably too early to set goals really, isn't it? Mm, when you look yeah. at, I mean, you how tight the table is. Only until well, like, I, I want to get promoted. Yeah. No two ways about it. No, I want to get promoted. That's what I love that Crowley. See, he comes That's out. That's the attitude. Sort of, but I, if you don't aspire what, for it, what are people? Well, what are people playing for? Just to like. Well, you want to be at the top of your game, don't you? And in the championship, that's promotion. Just to like, I don't know, play. Yeah. Play, finish mid table. Yeah, it's boring. And look at the quality, mate, in the in the squad as well. Exactly. You have to sort of look at it and go. Well, let's give it a let's give it a go. See where we are at the turn of the year. Keep going and. Yeah. Yeah. If we're in a good position in January, then I think we're going to have a real good chance. Yeah, good. You're going to be sick of doing media, mate, if you uh, keep playing and keep performing. I know, <laughs> he's, just, he's just so ugly to we look got at the Christmas well. calendar content oh, coming up as well. We will oh, this will be your first one that. as well. You're, you're going to be in for a hell so, of a day. So every day through December, we put a different video out and they're like quirky novelty, like players having fun, like guessing Christmas songs and doing challenges. We dress you up as stuff. So you'll What's be, in the box? Was you'll a good love one last it, year? mate. You will love it. Can't wait. <laughs> Are you a Christmas jumper, Matt? Do you like a Christmas no. jumper? No. Oh, brilliant. No, you will be. Bring a few. You will be soon, mate. <laughs> so if I see you around the corner, I hear your voice. Come and have a chat. Oh, I go opposite direction. Oh, mate, you want to do it? You'll come and just find us. You'll I turn straight it. around. Well, you ain't got a choice, but... <laughs> um, Dale will drag you up to the dome. <laughs> Mate, thank you ever so much for this. I know you uh, love doing your media work, so whenever you want to come on Blues Talk again, yeah, I will. We'll get you on. I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you ever so much, Matt. On a serious yeah, note, cheers, and, uh, guys. Yeah, look forward to seeing you at the weekend again. Thank you. The Blues Talk podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning, a man who'd be the first to tell you that the loan spells have kind of given him immense personal growth as well as on the pitch. Yeah, I think so. Like you say, it was he was young when he moved away from home. Um, and so it's always difficult as a young player. But I think the fact that he's always been told how good he is um, probably went against him in the end. Uh, but I, I loved his ambition. I think we came away from that chat with him thinking I loved the fact that he made no bones about the f- the, 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 the issue of saying, right, I want to get promoted. He's Absolutely. still, got that, he's still yeah. got that burning ambition to be the best, to play at the highest level. So you want all your players to be like that. Uh, I, I loved how he mentioned... Um, the lads were surprised that he didn't have more of an attitude when he turned up because Robbo's killed him. Because <laughs> <laughs> Robbo had warned them all. So, but no, he's uh, yeah, quietly going about his business. Bit of an assist master. Like as soon as he gets that first goal, I'm sure they'll start to flow. London Little buses. dinks over the top to Maxine Collin. By the way, we just never intelli- even... just intelligent player, isn't he? Just an intelligent player. He's got that in his locker. You can he tell sees where it's it. come from. Yeah, sees things, picks little passes, picks locks in in uh, in defensive back lines. Sees little reverse balls, tries to play between centre halves and full backs, and 
Yeah, really impressed it's by him. a bit of creativity you need in a system like we're playing this year, isn't it? Him and Fran, you look yeah. similar builds. They've got that low centre of gravity. They twist and turn away from from players. Loads of little touches on the ball. The ball's never away from their feet. It's almost glued to them because they have lots of little touches on it. makes and it so Ivan difficult. Ivan and Jude in the middle as well, doing much of the same. Yeah, compl- complement them nicely, don't they? So Coming no, together as a nice little unit. I think so. And, you know, the first time that... Was it the Middlesbrough game Pep played that I think everyone looked and thought, well, okay, that's a little bit different. It's the first time that we've seen those four on the pitch at the same time in a midfield four. But it, w- I mean, that was a 90-minute performance where we completely dominated Middlesbrough and they've quite rightly kept their shirts since then. So it's difficult for players to get back in. I know, you know, Gaz has had his injury, so it sort of rules him out. Um, Keith Bell's out for long term. David Davis is another one. Uh, who's just having to bide his time because these are doing a good he's job. He's unlucky. He's been kept out by players in incredible form. That's it. And th- but that's what you want in a in a squad. Absolutely. And Pepper want it like that. He'll want players chomping at the bit. And Digger will be so determined that when his chance comes, because he will. You know, Ivan Sunic got his uh, one match ban for the for the five bookings. I think the, the most obvious five. Is he bookings. on six already now? It don't surprise me. Um, yeah, yeah, you have to take your chance. He came in and done well, but I think Pep likes the dynamic and the balance that those four offer. Uh, I think he, it's a settled back line now as well. The only other option he had was Morabti and Jimenez mm-hmm. alongside Duke. Which one does he go with? And at the minute, it's Karim could change and Alvaro could come on and you know hopefully uh, make an impact as well. So there are options there. Jack McGoma is another one having to bide his time. Jefferson Montero will be coming back into the frame soon as well. So, nice shape of the squad's looking all right. Last time we played Fulham, St Andrews, warm, sunny day. Great day. The peak of summer almost. Even though it was only May, you just felt like you were right in the middle of summer. Great game of football. Unreal. My last one as a fan, and what a way to go out that was. Yeah, Wesley's cross for the Duke just took the roof off when Dukey slammed that one home. And Harley of all enough, people. Get, it gets, gets Cardiff promoted. I yeah, think yeah. They, I think they were drawing that game. And they needed to better Fulham's result. Yeah, Fulham um, came here expecting automatic promotion. And the the te- the most telling thing about the six months or so since then is that that day we grew the grass as long as we could, not a sprinkler to be seen. It was dry and long to stop Fulham from playing. Now you can bet not just because of the weather, but on Saturday we'll want it short and sharp because actually the tables have turned a little bit. I don't know how Fulham have have changed, but f- certainly from our point of view, we're no longer a team that wants to stifle a footballing team. We are the footballing team. We'll zip team. it about ourselves, exactly. We want the best surface to be playing, to be uh, to play on the best surface, so that's that's probably the biggest compliment you can see. We've gone from a team that's more bothered about trying to stop the opposition how to have home advantage to we'll play on any surface you want because we've got the footballers to do it now. So two footballing sides, again, haven't seen much of Fulham this season. Saw them against Cholton mm. at Craven Cottage, but you're expecting a good game of football. You think so? You think so? I mean, it's difficult when teams come down, but at the same time, they've retained big names in their Mitrovic squad. Up front. Uh, the, I mean, listening to in the build-up to our game with Luton, they were saying, you know, how it wasn't an even playing field because the sheer size of the wage bill at Fulham outweighs anything that Luton could offer. So you still expect to be bags of quality in that Fulham side. They've been a bit patchy, a bit up and down. Two away wins this season. Um, I think they thumped Reading. Mm-hmm. There's one of the, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they'll still be a decent team. So could be a, it'll be a good game. I'm looking forward to it on Saturday. I always do. I know styles sort of make games, but I think they'll both come at each other and have a good go. A bit like the Leeds game 
um, where two teams, a bit like Derby away, that I think Fulham will come here and they won't won't shut up sharp as we haven't when we've gone away. Love a repeat of that scoreline. Take any win at the minute. Yeah, just take the win. Just keep ticking us over. Whilst you're a work in progress, Pep will just enjoy the fact that his his team are accumulating enough points that buys him time to work on the philosophy, the DNA, the change of style of play, whatever you want to call it. You have to justify that by points. It's okay us sitting here saying, look what amazing football we're playing, but we're bottom of the championship. Mm -hmm. He's got to pick up enough points that justifies the time to work on what he's doing. At the minute... We are. We're in the hunt still. It's all very tight. It's very close. Just got to make sure that we maintain, you know, the 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 winds that we're picking up and, uh, yeah, kick on. New face through the door this week. Yes. Jeremy. confirmed as of now? Jeremy <laughs> Bella is a Birmingham City fan. Yeah, heavily uh, fan. Fan? I don't know if he is a fan. He might <laughs> he be, might be fan. now. <laughs> uh, he's a Birmingham City player. There we go. Uh, linked heavily during the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, for what re- one reason or another didn't happen, uh, but yeah, what a smile on the on the lad. He's uh, we obviously we've done the the video with him this week, and uh, great character to be around. Mm. The, his English isn't fantastic, but at the same time, he's got enough to, to chat with people. But I also love the fact that he um, he's just up for a laugh, very jovial, very Contagious bubbly. Laughter. Yeah, great great character about him. So you want people to like that to do well. So first impressions are good. I mean, we know what the dangers of looking on a YouTube video and judging a player are. I think Daniel DeRida looked like Eden Hazard on his uh, YouTube video. What is it Dan Crowley said? Um, Neymar's like the Justin Bieber of yeah, football on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So um, we'll, we'll reserve judgment on his performances. But yeah, I mean, he looks blistering in terms of his pace. Mm-hmm. And it's the one area of that we have missed, especially with Jefferson Montero's injury problems. We were hoping he'd he'd bring that to the team. Because he's been out, we have lacked it. And it looks like Jeremy Bella could fit the bill nicely. Right, from a new face to a man who's very much seen an old face, squad. an old haggard It'll face. I'll kill you for that. <laughs> <laughs> the words of Dale Moon, not myself, of course. Uh, number one in the middle of our goal, Lee Camp. Like, what can you say about Campy? I mean, he's been on here before. He's been pestering to come back on. Yeah, yeah. I think we, he just wants to talk wrestling. I'm not having it. I'm well up for it. I'm but not I having you it. Disagree. I'm not having it. Think... He's not hijacking our podcast, so you, you and him, can talk about wrestling. I think we made a deal that we're getting back in January, didn't we? Yeah, I didn't specific, specify <laughs> what year. Well, yeah, fair point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, quick fire questions. Some great wild answers. This is absolute fruitcake, but great to value all the same. Right, I say this now before editing it. It's at 18 minutes at the moment, so um. This could be the longest quickfire questions yet, or I might have just absolutely done a hatchet job on it. Loves the sound of his own voice. As you'll hear when he takes on Oasis, live forever. The Blues Talk Podcast. I'm here with a very bullish Lee Camp at the Trillion Trophy Training Centre. Campy, you are a quickfire questions contestant for this week. Great. I know how buzzing you are. Yes, I know. Right. Uh, What music do you listen to before a game to get you in the mood? Uh, I've got an 80s... Uh, mix like an old school classic minus touch <laughs> things like that favourite restaurant to eat at uh, five guys mm. is that a restaurant <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that counts that counts as an answer what's your karaoke song or any initiation songs you've had to sing down the years you've had enough clubs yeah I've had a few but my one at the minute is Oasis Live Forever maybe <laughs> <laughs> right. favourite movie uh it's a tough one, I know. Oh, God, favourite movie. Down. Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Uh, which country, in your opinion, produces the best food? 
Italia. Uh, what's your middle name? Michael John. Oh, so safe. It's not going to get you bullied, is it? We, we it see so the hope when we ask that that's question. That's one of them things that I have no control <laughs> over. But that's what I mean. That the hope is that it's something outrageous. But Michael and John is the safest well, answers to that. Michael, John. Very so safe. What's your middle name? I don't want to know. Uh, ideal holiday name? destination. No, what's your middle name? Alan. <laughs> Alan. All right, Al. You shouldn't have told me that. Ideal holiday destination. Dale Allen. Car- <laughs> Who named you? <laughs> ideal holiday destination. Uh, Las Vegas. Right, this is a good one. Best goal you've ever seen on the pitch, but it can't... Well, you're, an, you're a goalkeeper, so it can't be one of yours. But yeah, the best goal that you've stood in that goal and watched your team score and thought, that on is a goal. Pitch, any, time. any level of your career, but you have to have been on the pitch at the time it was scored. Yeah, Gareth Holmes, who used to be here as a youth team coach, scored for Derby under-19s against Middlesbrough at the old baseball grounds. And he hit it from about 35 yards, just right off centre, and it flew in the stanch. And it was the old school goals <clears throat> with like the little, uh, I don't know what you call it, like the little oval bit in the top corner. Yeah, yeah. And if my memory serves me right, it got stuck, stuck there. And for him to hit that shot and score that goal was pretty incredible. And I honestly can't think in all the games and all the goals that I've conceded as well, I've ever had a, a better goal. Uh, did you have any posters on your bedroom wall growing up? Yes, I had uh, Peter Smarkle making that save at White Hart Lane with a one hand. I think I had one of Fabian Bartes. Goalkeeper ones. Yeah, goalkeeper ones. Might have had one of The Undertaker and Bret Hart at some point when I was a bit younger. Million dollar question this. What instruction do you give to the barbers when they ask how you want your hair done? <laughs> I want it long. <laughs> Which is actually a quote My cousin actually said that Went to the hairdresser And said Oh how do you want your hair cut He said I want it long <laughs> so Can't help you mate How often do you have to go And get it trimmed <clears throat> Well no I've had it cut recently I, I want to I grow it longer But I had it cut recently Because I got married So I had to get it um, Tidied up mm. I was under strict orders From many people And I caved to the pressure But What's the end goal for this barnet? Well, the end goal has been about three years' worth of growing and it doesn't seem to grow down. It just sort of grows out and all over the place. So I'm um, getting to the stage where I may be thinking of getting it cut Get and shaped up, but um, I would like it a little bit longer, but it doesn't seem to, get, doesn't seem to grow. NBA, NFL... Major League Baseball, do you not care about any of them? Do you follow a team? Uh, I'm not massive on any of them, but I have got into the NFL. I like baseball. Uh, I like the basketball a bit. I quite enjoy that. Uh, but the NFL of recent years, I've got into more. And if I follow a team, it'd probably be... It's easy to say the Patriots because they win and Tom Brady, but I think him and Bill Bezicek are pretty special. But I do like the LA Rams because I like their coach. And I also like uh, B.A., who was at the Arizona Cardinals, and he's now at the... Because of the documentary. Because of the documentary, and he is now managing, but my God, I can't remember. All or nothing. nothing. All or nothing. Yeah, good, isn't it? But he's, he's, yeah, he's back in. He retired, and then he's back in somewhere. I'm just trying to... Is it the Buccaneers or something? He's back in somewhere anyway, because I've seen him the other week, but... Um, yeah, I mean, he's about seven teams there, but that's... No, no, no. I, the Rams are the ones that I follow because of the coach, but I quite like the coaches rather than the teams. 
What are the name of any WhatsApp groups you're part of other than the Blues lads? Uh, we've got Blues players. We've got co- my cousins, like me and my three cousins. Is it just called Cousins? Cousins, yeah. Really original, that one. <laughs> um, kind of does what it says on the tin. What am I saying? I'm in a couple of coaching ones. I think they, I think one's called the Away for Bongo. <laughs> Bongo group. Um, oh, yeah. Um, my two mates that I went <coughs> on holiday with, like I've said on the podcast, we went to New York with... Um, mm. It's a... Uh, Two men and Sean. One of them's Man. called Sean. It's good just reason, just winds it? him up. So yeah, it's called Two Men and Sean for some reason. Can you play uh, any musical instruments? No, probably only my own trumpet. But no, I can't play that very well. One person dead or alive, uh, you'd invite to a dinner party. Margaret Thatcher. That's a deep. An- that is a deep answer. For yeah, what reason? Like what just because he great conversation. Would you grill her or would you just... No, I just think she's an incredible leader. Mm. Uh, which Hollywood actor would you choose to play yourself in a movie of your life? Oh, that's a good one. We've had, like, Wahlberg, we've had Leo, we've had Brad Pitt, we've had Denzel, we've had Will Smith. I don't think Will Smith would be a fair representation of me, would he? Colin Farrell, mate. What? what That's definitely not Colin Farrell. Farrell. Uh, I'm just trying to think of someone who's a bit... Rough and ready. What about Jason Statham? I just thought that in my mind, yeah, because yeah. he was the monk, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the crazy yeah. monk, mate. Yeah, yeah. Jason. Jason Statham, just to be the monk. Perfect question for you. If the whole squad were in a Royal Rumble, who'd be left in the ring at the end? I don't know, you know. Probably have to go with, I would say, I've got to pick one. One yeah, like that outright. Three names always pop up out of the squad. I would say... Robbo. One. For fair physical, physical size. Yeah. I'd probably say Digger. Two. Because I could imagine him being quite handy. And I think for brute strength, I'd probably say Juki as well. Because he's. But Kevin Wes could be in the mixer. We need to, who's lifting the Who's lifting the belt? Um, I think if you just go for I don't know I'd have to go between Robbo and Digger probably Robbo just because I think he'd have the maybe just have that physical advantage yeah it wouldn't be really be you know if it was boxing they wouldn't box would they Obviously, they wouldn't be in the same weight mm. class but yeah, yeah I think that he pops up quite a bit unless, unless I do a running <laughs> hit him from behind with a steel chair and he goes over the top, and then I could nick it last yeah, minute. Far too much thought going yeah, into the answer. Right. Thank you, mate. Uh, pizza topping, what, what do you have as your favourite pizza? Uh, ham and pineapple. Pineapple should never be on a pizza. It's an unwritten rule. Favourite flavour ice cream? Oh, favourite... F- uh, this, I'd probably vanilla. I'm not overly expansive but I do like when it's warm you have a nice cold vanilla it's timeless classic it's not timeless away, cla- no with a little bit of like chocolate on it or something I've got time for that aftershave of choice if you have one or do you mix it up a bit no I always I have a nude like some sort of I've got a Tom Ford dude at the minute uh, have you got any tattoos and what are they yeah I've got a tattoo on my left shoulder of my mum's name the dates of when she was born and when she died so there's a bit of thought there. It's not just a random tattoo. Some of the lads just have, like, the 
pattern of them, but at yeah, least that's yeah. a sentimental one. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was for a reason. Good. What type of student were you at school? Um, not particularly great, which is not something I'm not overly proud of looking back. Were you just easily distracted, or were you the clown? Would you just not apply yourself? So, but I knew from eight I wanted to be a goalkeeper. That was it, and that was it. And then the rest of it was probably just a bit of a class clown and just to entertain myself really didn't come natural to me a lot of the stuff in class didn't really come mm. <clears throat> didn't doesn't didn't well doesn't still come overly naturally to me but if it interests me and it got me I was quite I'd be engaged but some of the stuff just just didn't boring yeah just you could teach time wasted you got I you spent degree in time I wasted. spent about 13 years of education time wasting so <laughs> perfected uh, the art yeah I've wasting. kind of perfected it same um, what's on your bucket list um, you know what I've not really got one I'm not I'm, I don't know there's nothing that thankfully I'm, I'm in I wouldn't say a privileged position but I'm in a decent position that I can do most things I want to do and I'm quite I'm not one that wants to go and jump off a cliff or yeah, we've had the, the, the plane jumping out of the plane plane and that it doesn't really interest me I kind of like there's more thing. the other things I'm not it's not really about me to be honest I'm mm. quite happy that it's more about my wife and my children and my family being happy that's more of a bucket list thing for me yeah uh, what's the worst item of clothing what's the worst gear looking back that you thought what was I thinking and don't say you haven't had any because everyone's had some Oh yeah, uh, I bought some jeans not long after I signed professional and I had a little bit of money burning a hole in my pocket and I bought some jeans that were meant to fray into these different patches and I don't know what they was all about. It was, a, it was the early 2000s where it was all a bit wild with fashion. Baggy jeans and Timberlands. No, it was it was more like they were like patches, but then as you wore them, they started to fray, which they then blend into. I don't know. <laughs> there was a quirky shop in Derby, and it had some really good stuff in it. And these and it was, they just stood out to me for some. Re- I don't know why. Probably young and stupid. It was young and stupid with money in my pocket, but yeah, they were pretty horrendous. Are you addicted to anything? Anything from chocolate to mm. football to whatever. Um, no, not overly. I do probably have too much coffee. Yeah, um, you wouldn't say it's an addiction. I wouldn't say it's an addiction. I think um, I can pretty much control my urges from most things. Best way to eat chicken. So this is a question we ask. What part of the chicken is your favourite? Are you a leg, breast, thigh, wing? And how would you have it flavoured? Only a breast. I don't want anything else off a of chicken. Are you a butterfly breast or can you be on the bone? Like- uh, no, I like it butterfly. I don't like anything really off the bone. And... Again, quite, I quite like it, it plain. <laughs> or a little bit of like seasoning, but again, not a lot. Minimal. Minimal seasoning, yeah. What are your thoughts on people who fish for leisure? In, I don't mind, whatever, you know, good luck to them. We was, when I, I signed for Cardiff, Callum Patterson was injured at the same time, so we did our rehab together. And he was obsessed with fishing, and all he was bothered about was fishing, fishing. And where the training ground is down at the Vale, there's a like a river that runs probably 200 yards in front of us. Like, so we went fishing down there. And then when we went to uh, the manager's house in pre-season for a barbecue, he's got a fishing lake in his, in his grounds. So we did a little bit of fishing. That's my one and only experience of it. And I have to say, like, it is very, very relaxing. And We've had a quite a mixed review on fishing. Um, it's not something that anyone in my family has ever really done. So it, it, 
I've never really experienced it or had any exposure to it, but that was my first exposure to it. And But it's like most things, it's like, if, if that's what somebody wants to do, it's, you know, more power to them, good luck to them. Uh, have you collected any of your sporting memorabilia over the years? Have you got any favourite pieces or do you not really collect shirts, gloves, that sort of um, thing? Yeah, I kept a lot. I've got got loads of stuff in suitcases and that, like in the in the attic. I try to keep, when they bring the new gloves, <clears throat> um, new style of glove, new colour, whatever it is, I usually try and keep one pair, if I can, of new ones and I've, I've got a little bit of a... Um, over the years, you know, collection, little collection of, of the gloves with the names and the children's names on it and that, right. boots and things. Now, when I, when I finish, I will probably clear all that out and, you know, don't look back kind of thing. And finally, have you ever read a book from cover to cover? And if so, what book? Yeah, I've, I've, read, I've read a lot. Of, I, I do like my reading um, and I've read quite a lot of books. The latest, I'm reading one at the minute called Black Box Thinking by Matthew Syed, I think his name is. It's just about marginal gains and different things, so I've just started reading that, that a friend's given to me. Um, and I've also got one by an American football coach I want to read, which I'll read them to cover to cover. Um, but yeah, I've, I've read a lot. I've read a lot of autobiographies, Gary Neville's, and a few wrestlers and different bits and pieces, so I do, I do like a read now and again. Lee Camp, some great answers, thank you very much. The Blues Talk Podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning. What can you say about Lee Camp? I mean, he says it all himself. I mean, 18 minutes is by far the longest uh, quickfire questions we've had, but they have a wide variety of answers. Maggie Thatcher is someone to sit with. <laughs> we can't, it's election party. season, we yeah. can't have that. Yeah, bizarre, but that's, that's Lee Camp for you. He's an absolute box of tricks. Anyway, from one strong woman in Lee Camp's words to 11 oh, strong segue. women. I know I'm a professional. What a blues suck up you women. are. What a, sec- what a suck up you are. <laughs> I'm a pro. Blues women travelling to the Amex. Big stadium game over the international break. Big game as well. Brighton yet to win. So below us in the WSL. So let's see how they get on. Hopefully three big points. Of course, all the fallout and reaction to that here on Blues TV. And we will be back in a fortnight's time, hopefully with a former name to bring you as well. But for the meantime, I've been Callum Denning. And I've been Dale Moon. And this has been Blues Talk. The Blues Talk podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning.